You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Digest. I just want to take a quick second to thank everybody for listening, uh, for all the responses, for all the ratings and the reviews, to all my friends and family, for all the love and support. I am once again humbled and overwhelmed by uh, the amount of love, so thank you so much. So today, this Musician's Digest is going to be about something that's been on my mind a lot lately as I'm sure it's been on the mind of many, many other musicians as well as people, tour, or lack thereof. I, like many other musicians and hardworking touring crew people, have had tours canceled this year due to this one thing that happened where, you know, where all gatherings needed to be halted because of this virus that is already contagious and insidious enough, but is exacerbated by the fact that we have a bunch of science-denying fools running around anyway. Oh, that's the tamale lady outside. I wonder if you guys can hear her calling. She makes amazing tamales. More power to the uh, independent business owners, especially that street commerce. It's legit, provides a better living experience for us, provides a f- means of income in a really awesome way for them. But anyways, back to tour. With shows looking like they're not going to be happening again until 2022 at the soonest, you know, I'm still kind of mourning the loss of this gigantic part of the whole experience of being a musician. I went on my first tour at 19, so I'm 40 now. I've been touring for 21 years, and although I have so much to learn, I'm not some wise old man yet, uh, I can look back and kind of see my arc with touring, see how it's informed so much of who I am, how much I drew from the hyperbolic nature of the whole experience. I mean, you you only need to go on one tour for it to change your whole life forever and change your perspective on a lot of things, both negatively and positively. But even that is actually subjective because I'm really not a fan of sort of binary thinking where something is good or bad. I very much believe in the complex, nuanced uh, nature of nature, I guess. Um, where it's dependent on circumstance and, and the person processing it. So, But I will say that, yeah, you see it in the cliches through addiction and this sort of narcissistic disorder that a lot of us suffer from, where the, I guess the shallower and the I, less real aspects of the things that come from tour that come from that hyperbole that tour is, um, how it can lead people, and I've been there, uh, down some very, very dark paths and very negative cycles that keep making it look like you're driving onto a new road that takes you somewhere else, but really is just like this 
wicked sinister loop. Ah, a driving metaphor about touring. I'm a real wordsmith, aren't I? (laughs) Speaking of driving, it's a big part of being on the road, especially when you're starting out and driving in a van and trailer like we started before we were ever able to get into our own tour buses. Our band had a very common system, which is that sort of shared responsibility where we were all supposed to drive in equal amounts and kind of share it because none of us really wanted to drive due to our, how shall we say, uh, recreational proclivities at the time. So those bands that employ that method often had this same mix of people who, you know, there's that one person who drives, everybody puts their seatbelt on, nobody's really relaxed or lying down in the loft if you had one. And then there was the person who you wanted driving at night so you could sleep well. That person that you trusted, that you're not going to wake up on a rumble strip to, or who's going to be swerving and going all crazy. Then there were the bands that had that one member or one crew member that was always down to do all the driving. That's like so much. To do all the driving, to show up at a venue and load, and either do all the crew work or play a show, it's immense. So bless those people. If you've done enough touring, you will inevitably be faced with a really long ride. Whether you're starting a tour across the country, finishing a tour, across the country from where you live. It's kind of a reality of the road. For us, when we were still traveling in a van and trailer a lot of the time, if a booking agent started us on the East Coast, like Florida, that was kind of a sign that they weren't really giving us the attention that we wanted on our tours, and it generally never worked out with them. I can look back on those things fondly, as I'm a firm believer in that The most uncomfortable, craziest, scariest, terrible at the moment feeling experiences are the ones that provide us with the fondest memories. Uh, Those kind of drives, cross country, even half of the country, more often than not are just brutal. It's just how to numb the mind and control the body. But in that are the beautiful moments too. Eastbound on Interstate 80, heading through Wyoming, looking at gigantic, beautiful skies with an almost uniform dispersion of nucleus nimbus clouds, listening to Bleed American. So excited about what the next four weeks of tour holds, the cities that you're excited to play, the people you're excited to see. A couple hours go by and my thoughts travel to everywhere within our galaxy, and boom, You pull into a random truck stop in Iowa. As I exit the van, sleepy, having to pee so bad, getting stared down by some yokel with a Confederate flag shirt on, heading inside, that terrible stench of Subway bread, bunch of t-shirts that are ridiculous that I actually secretly want to buy, that package of Chex Mix Muddy Buddies that are going to make me feel terrible, but I know I'm going to buy. And that relief of getting back on the road again, heading to your next destination. With all that grand purpose ahead of you. Sort of, I guess, apex of being a musician within our era. 
getting to play shows every night for weeks across the whole country. It's just so special, and I'm so lucky to have ever experienced it at all if I never get to again. I'm missing it so much that even last night on my bike ride, I started to feel all sorts of ways about it. And, uh, and Steve within the multiverse from yesterday wanted Steve in the multiverse today to remember those things. So here's some of that bike ride. Who leaves a scooter in the middle of the bike lane? Why would you do that? Yep, you're gonna turn right on me and cut me off. I saw it coming. I knew it would happen. All right, passing the Vons. All right. I miss riding my bike on tour. I miss taking my bike out of the bus or the trailer and looking on Google Maps and seeing what's around in that city and just getting out there. It always clears my mind. I miss tour. How do you capture that feeling? It's so hard. I don't have to. It's all good. In this day and age, when I actually think about how amazing the exchange of energy is at a live show, live performance, especially when people have to spend a good deal of money and plan a whole night or even two days around it. They make these whole plans, they look forward to it for a while. Sometimes they even travel hours by car train, even fly to a show. When I think about how amazing all that effort is, I can't believe I ever took it for granted. I can't believe I went so many years standing in front of people who spend their hard-earned dollars, took their well-deserved free time to come and watch you perform and be around other people in this environment that you create for an evening. Like always, I learn these lessons the hard way. I don't really love the song or anything, but when Joni Mitchell sang, don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you got till it's gone. In her song, Big Yellow Taxi, she really nailed it. She really, she really knew what was up. And I really resent the hell out of when a song or a chorus, a cliche, a trope, an idiom, when any of these things represent who I am, but it's only because it's the artifact of my young, zealous, egocentric younger self that needed to be unique in every way, denying 
my own humanity and my need for connection to other human beings. And that even when I was taking it for granted standing on stage in front of people, maybe ungrateful, irritated and tired, you know, not really, not really being present at all. Maybe at those moments, I just, I just don't know what it is that can make me, make me blind to that love, that energy, and that effort that people put. Whether it was 10 people or 2,000 people, those times when I was I had these visions of visions of these levels of success that my delusions of entitlement created and uh, when I didn't feel like these situations matched up to that I didn't have the awareness or the intelligence to to check myself it, it was just this cycle of negativity and and feeling like you're getting I guess swindled out of something that you don't ever deserve and nobody ever deserves it whatever level that my band or RX got to is so far beyond what I ever could have expected even though there was a time where I lost myself and expected way more than what we got but even if I died right now on this bike now I see the truth and I see how I just see how lucky I was to ever, ever experienced any of that and for our band to have I guess connected with however many people we connected with it's amazing there's so many bands just as good if not better than anything that I've done that haven't had the opportunities to you know go anywhere as far and you know it's a mixture of good fortune when randomness kicks you down and choosing to be proactive upon those fortunate circumstances that are put before us that allowed us to get there and a lot of really fucking hard work I'll, I'll say that too we worked really hard but now I envision myself standing on stage still enjoying myself because I enjoy playing music but totally numb to the fact that people are so happy to be there and to be watching you even watching you on a night that you feel like is not good for you you're just crappy you feel crappy you're not appreciating it i feel sorrow for all the people that could sense that that i might have had less than optimally or socially optimal interactions with
I was so foolish for so long. So foolish for so long. Oh, Amazon truck, don't hit me. Don't kill me. Anyway. Felt good to say that shit out loud. Is this feeling that I'm feeling? It's like an opening in my in my chest. If I ever get to play a show again, or if and when, if you're if you're into being optimistic, I might look really weird. I might just be standing there playing with a gigantic bizarre grin on my face taking the whole thing in probably fighting back tears because I'm an emotionally suppressed Korean and the feels are on a hair trigger for me <laughs> if I'm being honest and the more self-awareness I've developed the more sensitive that thing gets. Oh man. Ugh. So yeah, I miss tour and I regret all the time I spent on tour, taking tour for granted, not really appreciating the amazing experience that I could have been having, even if I was making it less amazing for myself, which we've all done. But within that regret and that loss of live performance, I realize I have the most important thing of all still within me. My love for music. My auditory hallucinations. My obsession with sonic structures and, and the architecture of noise. The way the music perfectly knows when to complement the human experience and when to step forward and become the GPS for our emotions. And the way that our collective love and appreciation of all those things that music provides compels us to go to great lengths to attend live performances by our favorite musicians and to celebrate that and share that energy with a lot of other people to feel that love and that awe which seems to be in such short supply these days. But that's enough. I don't need to keep waxing poetic about stuff that so many of you have never forgotten like I have. And I appreciate the hell out of you for that, because without that, I wouldn't have had a career at all. So the next time we're all able to get together and do that live show thing again, please excuse the gigantic shit-eating grin I'm gonna have on my face. Thanks for listening.
The number you have reached is 100.7 WMMS. It wasn't just a radio station, it was a lifestyle. Cleveland is, is a rock and roll city for sure. I do like this Get down! The Wrath of the Buzzer. WMMS. Cleveland. The rise and fall of one of the most iconic radio stations in America. Profiles. The Wrath of the Buzzard. P-R-O-H Files. Subscribe now wherever you get podcasts.